0: Open the page, too. Oh! Savage love. Did somebody, did somebody break your heart? Looking like you need to punch a
1: savage love. You're savage love. You know what's good? I'm true, Rest in peace. I don't
0: want to ruin this one. This type of love don't always come and
1: go. The hottest music in this city. Hey, guys. It's Delaney Gomez. it you know, was up? This this and hey guys,
2: it's you know, Trevor, oh, no, I was the
1: past life got be here like you can never figure me out. This is DeVille Radio. In the, the mix, mix, mix with
0: WTAV with, with, with devilradio.com Kayla Nation bringing you the news you
1: don't want to hear, but love.
0: Y'all ready, they ready, come on, come on, y'all ready, they ready. We ready, we ready, come on, we ready, we ready <laughs> <laughs> Fred Ho, Fred Ho, Fred Ho. Come house bread, home, break bread, home, break bread, home, Ho. we read it, we read it. you must have gone to the and I'ma them out the game, y'all, it ain't no thing, y'all, you know the fuck I rip you up like a chain. so the game's wrong, boy, please believe it, keep your Bible with you, cause you gon' be a these Jesus, be there for dark, stop hits. hit, and R.D. ain't gon' stop, stop shit, I'ma make a million dollars to stand on this Exactly. <laughs>
3: the bill radio is ready for y'all we ready we ready the bill radio is radio for y'all okay hold on one second Hey, hey what's up chris hey i'm live on the air right now i'm gonna have you guys call in at the bottom of the hour i got uh Thing, uh, what you gotta do is this. I'm gonna call, uh, call, uh, what you call, call, uh, James. Shoot, and then, uh, what happens is you guys call, you have my cell phone number, right? Yeah, I, 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 te- I put it in the group chat, oh, okay? And then call it, uh, do dial, well, after you guys get online, dial in, uh, three, we'll be on three way, but that's at the bottom of the hour, okay? After I play the second song at the bottom of the hour, okay? Uh, no no 11 30. 35. you'll say when, my, when, when the second song goes off at the b- bottom of the hour, b- bottom of out at 11 30 11 then call in all right okay. all right all right brother, you know. all right you know tonight folks we have a special show for tonight we have uh dj show Nuff and dj c butter my longtime friend, Chris, from childhood. We've known each other since we were 11, 12 years old, back in the days. And before I, 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 I start uh, about the topic of tonight and everything, we're going to talk about hip-hop. We're going to talk about music and how the industry is going to change and how what we could do to take it back. And also, I want to ask their opinion on where this music and culture went wrong. Was it the money? Was it the mainstream of hip-hop? And everything, why is so many good, why is the art of DJing seem like it died out, and people can get up there and dare call themselves a DJ, like academics and anybody, any nerd can come along and call themselves a, a DJ, and people don't even know what the respect is. Everybody it should be a time where you didn't dare call yourself an MC if you didn't know how to pick up that mic, if you couldn't move the crowd. So, what happened? But, and also, I talk about my brother Chris, Seabutter. Back in the days when we grew up, well, all the black people in our area knew each other. The parents, And it started using it with the parents. My mother and his mother worked together and they knew each other. So, we got introduced by our parents, you know? And that was common back then. Nowadays, the kids, you know, uh, 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 you'd be friends with somebody and your parents don't know each other. So therefore, you know, you know, even though we maybe do some knucklehead shit, our parents knew each other and stuff like that. They didn't look so far we can get. You don't have that nowadays. Now kids are growing up, knowing, making decisions and everything, and you don't know who your kids are with, or you don't know their parents or whatever like that. We gotta get back to those days. But tonight's show, you know, I just want to talk about uh, who does the culture belong to, who's orchestrating our culture. We have people that run magazines, people who make clothing lines. And it used to be a time where the flyest stuff came from Jamaica Avenue, Delancey Street. And what was hot on the streets is what people wanted to get. Now, uh, corporate America is deciding what is cool and what is hot. And we're following that. You know, back in the days, you know, uh, we used to have this thing called biting. And <laughs> back in the days, if you had a fair, you get down to the city, you buy the fret, the latest kicks and whatnot, you try to show it off. And then every next thing you know, a week later, somebody down copy your biting your shit. That's called biting now it's not called biting it's called co-opted you know everybody got the same style nobody says yo i'm rocking it like this and uh, i'm doing like this And somebody comes up bite it you gotta say yo you gotta call them out or say yo give them props that yo you rock that style let's like this now everybody follows trends and who are setting the trends it's certainly not it's not coming from us it's not coming from our culture so we're going to talk about that too you know With uh, 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 how did like somebody like Tommy Hilfiger, you know, was a racist? Basically, everybody started sporting their stuff, or we started boosting all these mainstream label, mainstream stuff that wasn't, you know, that that how. In other words, how did these people like Jay Z convince us about Tom Ford? Now, who the hell is Tom Ford, and why didn't we really get behind? Uh, the culture you get behind people like you know cross colors, carcani, uh, 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 even fubu and stuff like that. All that stuff died out, and because uh, I I thought about this because I heard 50 Cent make a comment the other day talking about he don't make it wear no designer stuff whatsoever. So in other words, basically, if you got uh, uh so what does that say to the hip hop fashion industry? You know where billions of dollars are influenced to for people. Uh, wanting to buy this stuff all over the world. So, in other words, basically, because you want to make it uh, 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 just generic, you're not giving the people, you know, who the culture really belongs to a chance to achieve. So, we'll talk about that a little bit tonight and see what they're talking about. Also, oh. There's ongoing debate on who founded hip hop, you know. Now, as I recall, I remember hip hop was particularly a Bronx thing and people who lived in the Bronx were Afro Latinos for the most part, who basically, you know, did the break dancing and stuff like that. It wasn't really an African-American thing for the most part it was, but you know, the Afro Latinos seemed like they kept parts of that dance and rhythm and stuff like that in the Caribbean's in the Bronx. So therefore, although we can give credit to the African American culture, you know, the Caribbeans and the Afro Latinos and the Latinos contributed greatly to hip hop, as I remember. You know, you know, it seemed like black people gravitated towards the MCing and the DJing, and the Latinos gravitated towards the graffiti and the uh, the breakdancing and stuff like that, and the popping and all that stuff like that. But to look at it now we, we back in the days we all knew that it was an inner city it was a new york thing because let me tell you something folks back in the days not all black people listened to hip-hop chris and i were hip-hop heads we had a lot of black people who didn't like hip-hop they listened to r b you know remember something we still had rick james around you still had jermaine uh what's that guy uh, <coughs> she's a sexy man pajama you know stuff like that. You had the, still had the Gap Band, you still had the Daz Band, and stuff like that. So that's what a lot of black people mostly were listening to. The hip hop wasn't on the really on the daytime; it was on late night. So we were just a small group, a subgroup in the black culture. And in that subgroup, you know, you know, you had all different types of people. You had even how you had some white people, you know, who participated in the uh, thing. Remember Arthur Baker? You know Arthur Baker was a white guy you know remember um uh what's that What's that thing? the um let's see what's the what's the name of that uh, uh from uh England from uh Europe you know I forgot the name I can't it'll, it'll come to me but they made a lot of beats that everybody sampled and stuff like that you know and Melly Mel said one time he said hip-hop is all about appropriation a lot of stuff that hip hoppers did like the the waltz and and stuff like that watching charlie things like charlie chapman and stuff like that contribute to hip hop you know so hip hop was never about you know one particular color. it was all about appropriating if something seemed fly or something like that we just basically copied it and just basically funk functified it and made it like made it our own but now we got people trying to revise this oh it was just this african-american culture and all that's a bunch of nonsense you know the african-american culture traditional african culture wasn't really big in the bronx you know it was there a little bit but we shared the bronx with uh uh latinos caribbeans afro puerto ricans a lot of people who are mixed afro puerto rican and black and stuff like that so it wasn't like a real black you know black american culture so we're going to talk about that too tonight and ask our, uh, our brothers the opinion, their opinions on those things and everything. But the thing I'm, I'm worried about is the fact that I was watching this one video. And this one kid was basically, they have these videos first listing on YouTube. Where you have people, and the Wu-Tang Clan is not that old. I mean, they go back to the 93, 94. 30 years of, almost, you know. But they lasted to the 2000s, you know. But why is it that you got kids nowadays have never heard of Wu-Tang Clan? Never heard of songs like Cash Rule, everything around me, you know. <clears throat> never heard, you know. Uh, so, so they listen to something, they're like, wow. One guy was like listening to Incarcerated Scarface off the Cuban Link album, which is a classic. <clears throat> He's like, wow, this is bad. I've never, heard, man. I wish rappers like this could do it like this. And, and nowadays, uh, the youth do not listen to, don't know anything about the rappers back then. That's why DJ Academics made a comment about the dusty rappers who, uh, who signed and, and didn't get paid off it. And people had to correct them. LLQJ said, look, because of them, we were able to do good deals and got rich and everything. But they carried the culture, and they never got credit for it contrast when you look at other art forms right uh you could go and see a bunch of white people right and they'll throw on ozzy osbourne they'll know all the lyrics everything like that there's a sense of continuity but it seems like hip-hop in our culture it just throws out whatever's hot and everything and it dies off for example you know i always play songs for a reason that song Archie, you know, we are ready. You know, that was a good song. It was hot back in the uh the the mid 2000s. I think it came out like around 2006, 2007. That was a hot song. People have forgotten about it. Why is it that there's no continuation of play and acknowledgment? You know, and then basically when other people come along and they start doing it, oh, you're 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 appropriating our culture. You're probably well, you don't appreciate the culture. I bet you any amount of money you go to any white person's house or not and they'll have all the albums you know they'll have uh liquid sword they'll have all these things white boys are having album cds collection you go to the house have CDs that cds uh, dated oh this was such and such and everything they could tell you everything about all the hip-hop that came up in the last 30 years or not but the average black kid only knows what's on the radio today and then we wonder why our culture don't they? so ask a question tonight do we really appreciate this culture do we love it the way we say it we do why is it not respected like other uh, art forms and everything it's a dang beautiful art form you know taking djs and uh MCs, and basically the the uh the uh the vibe that hip-hop produces the energy it produces and particularly in a place like New York City, is an energy that's unmatched anywhere in the world. No, no other thing has produced the energy that hip hop, back in the days, did. The lyrics, the beats, and everything that should live forever. And some uh, lyrics that live forever. When I say something like the the name Kane is superior to many people, it means King Asiatic. Nobody's equal. I hate to brag, but damn, I'm good. If the mic was a gun, I'd be Clint Eastwood. If a rap was a game, I'd be MVP, most valuable poet on the MIC. Those words that should live forever. How many MCs must get this before somebody says, don't fuck with Chris? You know? So what I'm trying to say is this. Do we really appreciate the art form? Do we cherish things the way other people do? And we wonder why we're still struggling in this music industry and why people who don't seem like they have an appreciation for art form seem to get rich off this. And real art and real MC and real DJing is something like that's dying away. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And we're going to bring our brothers in at the bottom of the hour and uh, uh, the show, Brother Experience. right? right. Two DJs that are on, on DeVille Radio right now. If you don't haven't checked them out, check them out on Saturday afternoons, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you want to experience real hip hop and everything, I was listening to Saturday. I was I was amped. And I was in I was in such a trance when I was listening to Saturday. I was in this place called Flood Records. It was like a, a burger place here in Virginia Beach. And I was sitting there listening and whatnot. It had music playing by it, but I had my iPods in and I'm listening to the real radio. And I had this big ass smile on my face, and everybody looked at me like, you know they like, what's this guy's problem, man? I'm just sitting there spot. I'm a, a, a big black guy coming in and whatnot. I'm sitting in my seat, enjoying my stuff and whatnot. They listen to their their hillbilly music in the background, a jukebox and everything like that. Everybody looking at be like, what's he vibing to, you know? No, I ain't vibing to y'all shit. I wish I could uh, go out there and plug up DeVille Radio and have y'all amped in here, but I can't do that. So I'm going to sit here and mind my business. They eat my steak burger. So that's what we're talking about tonight, folks. This is the chief host of the Voice of the Nation Radio Show, the Nation Radio. This is going to be my third year on DeVille Radio, formerly Gangsterville Radio, coming up in March on my three-year anniversary. Uh, besides for the time I went to Liberia two years ago, I never missed a, uh, a show uh i'm I planning i'm planning on going by the end of the month again to liberia uh between uh the end of the month and march again and i might bring uh, uh uh i'm buying a new laptop so i might bring that over there and be able to broadcast from over there and while i'm over there i'm going to be promoting deville radio because i, I want to look for an Af- somebody who does afrobeats and maybe hook them up with this program. So the reason people say, ask me, Kyle, what's important? This, this is my way of fighting back. You know, I do a lot of stuff on social media, but the uh, music is important. The culture and the music is important. What you, what we listen to and what's important to us says a lot about the direction of the community. If somebody listens to the many shows on DeVille Radio, they get a sense of what black culture and black perspective should be it's controlled by us we say what's important we put uh stuff down and people going to appreciate that you could dj and get or get your playlist and listen to music that's not only better but basically it don't have all the kill murder uh, and all the stuff like that we see on the air right now which is poisoning our culture Hip-hop used to uplift people. Make you feel better. If you basically... I knew guys that basically listen to a song or not get inspired, right? And go out there and get their degree. Go out there and get their certificate. Go out there and get that job. Apply for civil service, right? The music is all we had, really. We really had nothing else. Because back in the days, right... When I used to hear, I heard Rakim say one time that, yeah, I, 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 when I, when I'm speaking, he goes, if I reach that one person, I did my job. So in other words, basically, he's had a message to put out there, right? Gives you good M C, but he's reaching a message, reaching to certain people. It was the only thing that us young black men had, where we had people talking or talking directly to us. To me, that changed when it became all about the money. When when people start saying stuff like, uh, if you ain't rolling on dubs, if you ain't got all this and everything, you ain't shit. When that was people basically saying, You're not my peer anymore. I'm bigger than you, I'm better than you. You gotta come worship me. That what, that's what that's what a real MC was. A real MC told you stories that you could relate to love stories, you know, group I used to like back in the days of the Lost Boys, you know, it talked about stuff that, you know, the average brother can sit there and vibe with, you know, you know, really so. I I miss Freaky Ty and all these other people that used to go out there and just MC and everything. I met Freaky Ty back in the days. He came down to Norfolk one night. It was in this club called Tropicana. It was a club, you know, we were sitting there and everybody was passing the blunt around, you know, and Pricky like, yo man, don't take too long on the blunt, you know. We just in there passing, passing, uh, passing the L around, and just with everybody just chilling and, and vibing and everything like that. He didn't act like he was better than nobody. He was there with his girl and whatnot. I guess he got family. I think he got family down here in Norfolk, and there was this rapper from Norfolk called Fam Lay. He was he was there with him and whatnot, you know. So I guess he got family in the area and whatnot. He was down there chilling. Everybody's like, yo, what's up, man? Yeah, hey, what's up, man? You know, he's with his people, he's his peers. He didn't have no bodyguards around him and no entourage. He was just like, Yo, man, I'm just, okay, I'm just I'm gonna bounce back and going back up top, man. You know, tomorrow, and, you know, we were sitting there talking to him. Hey, what's up, man? You know, you know, you know, freaky time. you know, but you know, things have changed. I understand things evolved, and and uh, you have people that are superstars now, and they're on uh, big television shows, and they're on big, they're guests. On these big shows and and uh and uh basically uh we don't we uh they feel like they they not always think to the people so they're like basically if y'all don't buy it y'all just a bunch of haters right my record's still gonna sell in white suburbia because that's where, let's be honest with so that's where the uh real money is you know the real money is in is in is in the suburbs. You know, I understand people gotta blow up. I want everybody to appreciate, but I do want the people in the suburbs to really appreciate real hip hop. Another question is: do they appreciate real hip hop? Yeah, they call What are you talking about? They appreciate hip hop. Okay. Then why did it take liquid swords 20 years to go platinum? You know, why isn't somebody like KRS one songs don't go? triple platinum is that not real hip-hop why is it that only certain genres of hip-hop uh that appeals to them stuff that we're talking about negativity violence and everything like that i know you gotta have a balance right how come nobody remembers who the cold crush brothers were why is it that you got rappers that were basically pioneers in this homeless Did these people really embrace our culture or they select, uh, selected, or the powers that be got a hold of this and said, look, we're going to make this side of hip-hop big, and we're going to let this other sort of hip-hop die. If you're not talking about Cristal, if you're not talking about beefing with the West Coast or beef with this, you're not talking about you know uh, 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 misogyny and all stuff like this and everything, if you're not accusing somebody of being a hater or a player hater, that's your biggest problem in the world somebody hating on you and all this kind of stupid negativity stuff and everything that's what the mainstream media wanted they didn't want somebody preaching five percent ideology you know the nation of gods and earth you know they don't want people doing the poor righteous teachers uh uh talk you know even groups like brand newbie they didn't want stuff like that out there you know because bottom line think. now at the same time if they were terrified about 5% stuff, Nation of Islam stuff, even stuff like a guru and a gang star, you know, and, and uh, basically black power stuff and stuff like that that we had, that was a part of our culture. You know, you had brothers that basically, you know, we was one family, you know, we had dudes that were like thuggish, you had dudes that were righteous, but we all basically just respected each other's style and everything like that. But when the money came in, they said, okay, this is what we want. And you got to turn your back on that other style of music. Because that's not going to sell in white suburbia. That's not going to sell. So, basically, that's what happened. So we're going to uh, place oh. All right. <laughs> Back to the uh, Voice of the Call Nature radio show. In a minute, my brothers, my partners are going to be calling in. Waiting for them to call in. And break bread with us tonight as the first time they're coming on the show. So I'm waiting for let me give them a text. All right, here we go.
2: Unknown caller.
3: What's up? Is this James? Yes, sir. Okay so on. You got Chris on the line? yeah, call him on three way. So oh, has Chris right here? Oh, okay, hello. Answer. Hold on, set. I got it. I'm gonna merge y'all too. Oh, he's trying to call. All right. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. And my brothers at. Here, here we are. What's going on, brothers? Hello. Hey, brothers, can you hear me? Hold
1: up. Okay,
3: hold on. Yeah, yeah, hold on. Let me get your own speaker. Okay, can, can you hear me? Say testing. I don't know why my thing is not uh lighting up. I'm going to use it from here see if that works. Somehow my speaker's not working. I don't have you guys on speaker, but I guess we can hear you good. I hear you good. Yeah, you hear me good. Okay, great. Great, great, great. How you, brothers, doing tonight? Welcome to the Voice of the Collination radio show. I have DJ Show Enough and DJ C Butter. Now you guys have been uh, making quite a uh, uh, name for you. You already had names out there, but you guys are making quite a stir with you alls style of DJ. And we haven't heard that style DJ in years, man. You know, yeah. You guys, you guys are tearing the ones and twos up, man. I was like, damn, man. I, I, I said, man, I didn't know it was gonna be like this, man. I was like, damn, you know. Yeah. Style and he, he's
1: you know, being from where he's at, man, and like the ever, of like music that we grew up in. Right. You know,
3: it's like, you know, he's, he's like he knows those cuts. So, like, when I, when I hear what he's playing and everything, man, it just, it's just like
2: I got to challenge
1: that. Like, you guys are so both, though, like, you guys like, are both killing it, man. You know? No, he's not saying, like, you don't understand, like, a lot of times I like, get my energy, like, yo, what's the point, play. You know what I'm saying? Like, what you gonna play? Like, I, I gotta see what he gonna play, because I don't know what I'm gonna play. But when I see what he plays, I get excited, because, you know, when he would go live on, on Facebook back in the day, he's one of the first dudes i seen doing that. Right. And um, I'm probably one of the first dudes in our area of Long Island, when we, you know, he was doing the Facebook lives because I remember. I was, uh, when I was in school, I was using a circle called U Street, right. and uh, I was broadcasting, like, I went to, uh like, Friday nights from 12 midnight to 2 a.m., and I had a little following of people listening to it, so, yeah, I tried to get, I, I kept it up, and, you know, I was just trying to find out the right platform, man, to do some dates on.
3: Right. You guys are doing it good because you guys, you save your stuff and then you put it on SoundCloud. And the more more you keep putting it out there, you know, the more it's going to grow. SoundCloud's a good avenue and stuff like that. You know, just put your stuff out there, you know. Spotify is another one, you know, and and stuff like that. Just put your stuff out there and people start listening, okay, and start plugging your uh, info, you know, so people can get in touch with you, you know. Yeah. Yeah, cause yeah, you guys definitely got got it, man. You guys definitely gonna save this art form, man. I asked a question, right? Back in the days, right? I remember, <laughs> I remember uh, when I when, remember when breakdancing sort of died down. Chris, remember that? And then I decided I wanted to become an MC, right? I said I would become an MC, right, right. And then Chris showed me a tape of Rock I gave it up. I said there ain't no way, yeah. you know. Now I'm I'm looking at what I'm hearing now. I said I should have stuck with that shit, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me you, a lot of a lot of things that when they started off, man, it wasn't turning out. It wasn't really like really lyrical like that. But as over time, they really, you know, those improved, you know. Right. But I'm seeing people who really got no lyrical skills, right? And and I'ma say some controversial stuff tonight, right? I'ma say some controversial stuff. Feel free to disagree with me, right? Got you know, right. all right. Yeah. I I I like Biggie and Tupac, right? Okay. But I never thought they were real MCs, like I as I know them, you know, they're rappers, you know, you know, commercialized okay. rappers, you know. And I think a lot of people felt like that, you know, because I remember uh, back in, when Biggie came out, he, I first saw Biggie on MTV. I said, you know, I blew like you thought. I said, well, this thing came out of nowhere, you know. That was the age of the sign on the dotted line, right? You know, sign on, sign on, uh, we'll, we'll next, you know we're going to give you a budget, a promotion. We'll get you on MTV. We'll get you into the right clubs and everything. Before, you had to go with your mixtapes, you know. And there was a mixtape circuit. Whatever happened to the mixtape circuit? Both of you guys comment on that. Well, um, the internet. The internet did a lot of that. Right. The internet. You know, the, the streets. The streets, you know, now the streets are on the internet. Right. But, you
1: know, some, the on the internet.
3: Yeah. But back in the but, days, those 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 guys didn't get no uh, air. They got some underground radio play. You might hear a song on the underground like, oh, I got to go get that. You know, you hear those so DJ they, Red they, Alert so or that's, Mr. Magic. That's, that's what's like, okay, so you used on the underground, right? Right.
1: But um, you like college radio, Mr. Magic, you know,
3: all that stuff yeah.
1: like that. So that's like, i say that was like our incident. Right. Yeah, because we didn't, we yeah. didn't really the internet like that we had to listen to college radio on stretch it while people you know shows like that you know yeah. had you you know out uh Hempstead long island with dr Dre from dr Dre and their lover you know they had to show up there you know so we had like college radio in stony brook then, you know cfm you know stuff like that that played like a lot of unsigned orders and like a lot of the new hype that's how we heard a lot of our stuff you know that, mm-hmm. you know when, uh, when it came to do was, like shows, you know. The college shows always, you know, they always had somebody major. You know, at the college shows, they really back then, I don't know, having uh, too many unsigned artists do some things. You know, if they did, they
2: did. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: you know, Like, like, the, the like they might let you open up something right. like that. The Mixtape Circuit got crazy when, you know, they, when they basically turned the whole concept of mixtapes into like we, we did something called albums we put an album together right so they wasn't called they were calling their albums mixtapes you know for this generation oh my mixtape my mixtape you know we had albums they, you know cindy did it you know, jumping on people's tracks and redoing their songs you know and then like the, the industry got like flooded with it mm-hmm.
3: And then that's what everybody would to the away from doing like out. Right. Right, right, right. And I, I noticed uh, and when I asked the question, because I remember I said, um uh, uh when I heard Biggie, right? And then I went back, I said, okay, you know, okay, where this guy come from? I was doing my investigation. Where'd this guy come from? Right. And then uh it was like one song he did that was underground, you know, that was really not really popular. It was like, who was this Biggie Smalls, you know? And, uh, and I said to myself, you know, uh, why was this guy so special when back in those days, back in the 90s, man, there they they were MCs that were tearing shit. I mean, tearing the mic up, you know? And, uh, and I'm saying to myself, who gets to choose who gets who blows up? And then you had rap magazine, you know, stuff like that, uh, putting these people on front page and everything. And I'm going to say to myself, well, who decided who's going to be the king of rap, who's going to be the face of hip-hop and everything, and then goes out to the public. They don't know about who Jay-Rude the Damager is. They don't know about all these other people that were just like Coogee Rap and all these people. All they know about is who shows up on MTV, you know? And so people basically, you know, and I've seen the trend, and then Hot 97 comes along. We don't know who this guy Funkmaster Flex is. Who is he, man? He's come out of nowhere, you know? You know? Flex
1: I used to spin the house. Yeah. You know, and then when hot night
3: things that performed, they let him doing uh I need, I need a lot of static. Yeah, Chris you know, Chris, I think that's your brother. I to yeah. <laughs> um, but um yeah, uh I know he was spinning
1: house a lot, you know. Flex would be, you know, with, uh I remember seeing some Master Flex or hearing him spin at the shelter. Right. You know, like ninety like seven k you know, Fix was like the, the guy, you know. But honestly he had a rap crew too back in the days that it was called Deuces and Style. Deuce, Deuce, and um they, you know, he was the DJ for that crew. And um yeah. And yeah, I didn't even know that. It was nice. I played a couple of tracks. Um when we played some old school stuff. And um yeah, Deuces stuff. That was, was bronze with productions. You know I mean? that's right. That was uh, yeah, truck, that,
3: truck, truck, truck. Truck Oh, I remember that song, right. Deuces Wild. Wow. That 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 Deuces is wow. Wild. Yeah, I remember that song. Yeah. Yeah, I remember and, that. You know, you know they are generally from the same area, Deuces Wild and um,
1: uh, Bronxville the Productions, they from you know that side of the Bronx from Northeast Bronx. And um, you know, they was doing anything back in the days. And um the whole thing is it's, it's, it's all changed but now it's, it's more like it is it, it, more it's morphed into something else you know uh now what these young dudes are doing i'm not trying to knock it but if you call it something else i don't have a problem when you call it hip hop or that that's not clearly not what we
3: was doing right. right but it's not it's not the knock them because they, they don't create their own Yeah, they call it trap music, and yeah. drill music. Yeah, yeah. Man, I'm,
1: I'm gonna keep it real just in case some people is listening and they knew how I used to feel about it. Just to keep it real, yeah, I felt a certain way. Like, I felt like it was a bunch of, you know, uh, space music and all kinds of crazy stuff, man. And I had to sit there and listen to some of these songs, you know, and say, you know, okay, so I'm listening to the lyrics, and I'm like, okay, the lyrics
2: is there. Yeah. You know, they call us the lowest mumble is mumble rap. Yeah. I felt a
3: certain way about that, but I had to actually start listening and say, you know what,
1: this is there era. Yeah. So they took took rap and transformed it into something else. Now,
3: listen, don't get me wrong. Ain't no music bad. Right. It's all good. It's all good. I listened to to some... Right. Drill music and, and uh, trap, you know, everyone as much as I don't like it, right? When some of some young heads be around me and they're playing that, I always ask them, so who's that? <laughs> right.
1: well, even, even in effort, we had, you know, when people was like, Oh man, that is, like the Will Smith. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, we had that too.
3: Yeah, so yeah, right.
1: I, I had to sit there and say, You know what, who am I as a DJ to judge
2: these youngins, you know, doing their thing? Yeah. yeah they're, they're not
3: uh, yep. yeah uh, yeah we we had it done to us you you right are right cuz remember when uh rudy uh uh J came out right and everybody was like, yo, man, that, that didn't sound like uh, – because he, 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 what they said was he, he sounds literate and clear in his music, you know, by breaks of concrete. And people were like, yo, they listen, They used to listen to Flash and just people just, you know, talking a bunch of stuff. But LL Cool J using big words, you know. At first, that rapper really used, like, big words, stuff like that. And people didn't know how to take that, man, back in the day. Remember um, UTFO came out, you know. And they talk as, as stuff like that. Even when K R S one came out talking about my philosophy, you know. Everybody's like, man, what's he talking about? My philosophy, you know, and all stuff like what is he talking about, you know? And so and hip-hop was always the type where you know they basically you gotta change them out. Melly Mel said hip-hop is all about appropriation, you know? you know. You know, you know, you take something, you take a rock beat and use it, you know, because early rappers use Led Zeppelin samples. The beats from Europe. Remember that? uh uh remember that song, Trans Europe Express? Remember that? Oh, yeah. You know, and stuff like that. I Long Island Express. Yo, yeah, man. I got to hear that. You got to play that Saturday. You know? Oh, good, good. I got to hear that. That, that I got to hear. That I got to hear. You know? So hip hop has always been that. That that mixture of everything, you know. Only problem I have right now is I worry about the continuity of it, right? I mean, it really hurts me, right, when I hear younger people who don't even know, never heard of Cuban Links. That's not even that old, you know. And I see, you see, but and the white kids, right? They'll have all those albums, right? You talk to an average white boy, he'll know all the uh, classics. He'll have the CDs. And everything, you know, he'll have everything. And bro, you know what I'm talking about, right?
1: Yeah. All I is that bag.
3: Oh Yeah. So so what I'm saying is the white the white kids got they'll know all our music. They'll know all their music and everything. But in our culture, right, it's like you know, when somebody wants to get up and speak, right? I think People, like, uh, like they brought, I, I, you know what changed a lot of it? That versus battle, you know? Because people have forgot who Big Caddy Kane was, you know? People forgot who DJ Premier was, you know? I, you know I was like, I almost follow oh, DJ Premier, oh, yeah. You know? Because you don't hear for five years, and then it's gone, you know? We don't have that sense of continuity in our culture, you know, where somebody's alive. People, you got the Grateful Dead still doing concerts, you know? You know? All right, all right. It never stops, you know? Like, it's like these young rappers forget that they used to listen to this stuff when they were children, and that's what influenced them. You
1: know what I'm saying? They take part of the game. You gotta remember this. These two artists are different. Like, our artists in our era, when we, when we put our albums, because we were part of that era too. So, when we put our albums, we, albums we did an album, right? So, when a person did an album, an artist did an album. One genre of music, whatever you You know, there was a single. There was a second single. The first single that came out was when your album. And then you had the B sides on those singles, plus another one that came out. Now, mind you, the videos always went with that too. Right. Yeah. That, album, that album, will ride out for the year. By the next year, or by the half of that album's year, you you're building your next album. Yep. That, that's how they used to do it. Now you got every,
3: every, every artist, oh, be a, a mixtape out every week. Yeah. <laughs> Jay-Z, and man, really. That's
1: what plays a lot of these artists
3: out. It's like, okay, that's just a big little mixtape. Yeah, I give Jay-Z that, man. Back in the 2000, that was my club years, you know? Jay-Z had a song out every two days, man. I'm like, dang, man. I don't know how he did it, man. He was just like, I mean, I'm a hustler, baby. You know, a all that I oh, mean that's like say about Jay-Z. jay lyrical. He's, he's lyrical. Say what they gotta say. I just you know, me personally, in my opinion, I think
2: he's a lyrical artist. And, yeah, he you is.
3: Know, the skills are there. Can't take it from me. You. He's got the skills. He got the skills and he had the beats, bro. I tell you what, man, because I mean the 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 he, is, he he's the one that and a Snoop too, you know. You know, Snoop made a lot of songs that basically they knew see the whole thing is hip hop changed from when we was in the streets, right? The underground, the garage party and stuff like that, to the clubs, you know, to the clubs, you know. If you weren't making club bangers, you weren't doing anything. And so even underground artists want to get that club banger, you know, and stuff, you know. You have to make that commercial money. You know, I have no problem with people making a commercial. My problem is that, you know, when it it goes too far, when we forget, you know, when this comes to, you know, you got to give respect. A person, like I said last week on the show, I said, look, back in the days, man, when you saw a a real MC, that dude could be, you know, uh, 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 a maintenance man in a building, you know, he could be working for UPS. But when he had those crates and he had those two turntables and a microphone, when he got, got when, when he put all his stuff, all hands must bow, knees confess, yo, that motherfucker is about to tear the shit, the tear the place up, you know? And you gave him that, you gave him that respect, you know? Huh? Oh, the MFA game, oh, yeah, yeah, I should just say that, you know. You gave that brother, you, you give that, you oh, yeah, I I, I curse sometimes, slips, right, you know. Sorry, DJ, I know DJ's listening, you know. Sorry, <laughs> but I try not to curse him on that, you know. He said, Yeah, you gotta, he go, you got, you gotta calm down, yeah, he, on a, you, got yeah, I was saying, because you know, so say, cool. he goes, you, go, you go, you gotta calm down on curses sometimes, man, you know, that's how I'm getting heated, but but but. But you give that brother respect, you know? I remember I'll tell you a story, right? This was back in, like, what year was this, about 2000, right? I was in this club in Norfolk called Knickerbockers, right? And the club was dry for a couple of weeks, right? But this one Puerto Rican guy came, a little short Puerto Rican guy from the Bronx, came there, right? I was like, man, who is this guy, man? Whatever. Yo, and this other Puerto Rican dude from the Bronx, right, was MC, right? Yo they they did the stuff y'all do right that's what i said i got some ant right they were doing they were they tore the club i mean i was like in a trance i was like damn and he goes yo this is what down here from the boogie down bronx right yo everybody man get on the dance floor throw your hands in the goddamn sky raise them like yo and everybody was just like and and the way they was cutting and everything like that right i was like i went home i was like damn right so a couple weeks later right I'm in the same club, right? I'm sitting at the bar, right? And that same DJ, I didn't really recognize him or like that. He was sitting across from me, right? I looked over, I was like, "What is the motherfucker looking at, man?" I'm about to say, "What are you looking at, right?" Then it told me who he was, right? And then I turned around, right? He's like, "Oh shit!" And he looked at me like and just winked. you know, he was like waiting, I'm waiting for you to recognize me, you know, because he saw me like I was a couple of weeks before that, you know. He was like, he was like, he was like, "Yeah, that's right. It's cool. All right, it's all right, man. I understand." Understand you didn't recognize who I was and everything like that. Uh-huh. That's the respect, you know, when, 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 when somebody could just rock, tear, rock the house up, you know I'm saying, get people off the wall and like that. You know, that energy is like unmatched anywhere in music and anywhere in the world, you know? And so, yeah, you know, and like I said, and I hear that on your show on Saturdays, man. I'm like, damn, man, this is the way it should be. You know, it's the way it should be, man.
1: You always gotta have some of everything, man. I have a strong believer of that, now, and I go back to that. You, know, you gotta have that. You gotta have Sparky. You gotta have some house. You gotta have some You gotta have the, the, the music. Too. You know, we came up of because people our age, you know, still want to hear this music,
2: So mm-hmm. they still want to have a good time. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, you gotta. You know, it's it's all about.
1: How you give it to me, man. Like when we do I mean I'm pretty sure there's other DJs that, that do the things that we do. But them, but I'm gonna
3: let you know right now, they're not the show butters experience. Oh yeah, they're yeah, not. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say nobody everybody got their own thing, and I appreciate all the DJs out there, but that that you know, that energy, you know, that that power, energy you guys bring, man. I have not heard that in years. You know. Thanks. I never heard that in years, man? I was like, man, I thought because I had thought that even when you watch, listen to the radio. Now we got this one DJ down here on uh uh on he he's on the uh, uh the throwback stage of iHeartRadio. Uh, uh um, what's his name? Uh, DJ uh, uh uh what's his name? Uh, uh Big B, I think his name is right. You know he's been on for a while. One night, man, one uh, last summer, man, he was tearing the Fourth uh, of July. No, so of July of 2021. That weekend, man, he tore it you up. Know, everybody was talking about it. Everybody like, damn, he told you to play old school stuff. Because the throwback station, all they do is play old school stuff, you know? And so he was basically mixing stuff they July 4th. You're
2: be in the car
3: Yeah, yeah. Fourth of July. July fourth, man. No, everybody, everybody's, home, everybody's home everybody's listening to music whatnot. everybody got that that's stuff right. on you know yeah you and, know and I mean? you see a lot of people now i see a lot of people i see this one lady uh where i used to live at she was a puerto rican lady from the bronx right she was playing just mix of planet rock and all of a sudden i was like hey what's up you know she goes yeah i'm from the boogie down you know and she was like you know i don't forget this i said yo hey i said that's where i grew up on too we was about the same age you know i was like yeah i'm from the boogie down and whatnot you know and it's all i listen to you know and it's I this is what i this is this is what i think i just want people to appreciate that that element of it you know because i don't think you know and i asked a question right you know why why didn't that that hip-hop right blow as much as you know the commercial stuff you know I mean the commercial stuff you know okay it's still good music and everything like that but do you guys think that it was very selective or what they made go like viral you know viral and stuff like that I just think it is I was like you know
1: they had that's all you know, they, they, you know, you got somebody that, oh, I don't tour know, with run DMC, you just, know, you have no clue of the essence of real hip-hop, mm-hmm. you calling yourself a program director, and that's when they started letting artists be program directors and presidents of labels, and, and it still got kind of messed up, man, it's like, right. it all deals with the program director, man, because there's a lot of just, <laughs> it should be getting some spit.
3: Mm-hmm. It it's just sad. it's just sad to it's sad to see that like we don't have the the power. And also, it always be like if somebody speaks up about it, oh, you'll they'll call him bitter. They'll call him a mad rapper, and just I, just disrespect, you know. Because yeah. I want I want to know. I would love to know from Rakim what does he really feel. I mean, this guy is a god MC, you know. And a lot of people don't even know who he is, you know. You know, but if you take And J Cole, you know, and J Cole, and I like J Cole, right? I have nothing against J J. Cole, but when when somebody, Charlie Man God, said Kodak Black today, he said today Kodak Black is the goat, the greatest of all time. I mean, and it goes it goes out there. I'm like, yo, who does
4: who that? He said
0: that. Look it up. He said. Yeah, I mean, I'm like. position and every day, you know, it's all the promotion man, you know. Yeah, and girl, you could so you could all everybody go all arguing,
1: leave a comment, you, yeah, know, you know, that controversy, man. That's what really, you know, and, and, you know it was a plan for, you know, the artists, you know, so I mean, you know, that's frustrating. radio. I was done with them a long time ago when, when I started doing yeah. programming with, you know, the way they have certain shows and everything, and I'm like, okay, it is what it is, you know, I'm done with them. I can't get mad at him, I'm just done with it, you yeah. know what I'm saying, So somebody like him, who has a TV show, you know, and who's, who's you know, well successful, and will be very successful, at what he's doing, you know, it's just like, I'm not mad at him, I expect, I, I, I expect him to do that, you're supposed to do that, right, I expect him to do that. To get a festive fan and he's still going to have him on the show, you know what I mean? So he can say whatever craziness he wants,
3: you know. But sometimes they believe that shit. He can't get back get ready to go. Everybody has their own opinion, just like DJ Academics. I've never heard of this dude, DJ, but he calls himself DJ Academics. And let's talk about that. Now, <laughs> he, got, he got so bold, right? He went to go diss uh the Cold Crush brothers and they were dusty and, and everything. They showed that and, and he's DJ and then LO Cool J checked him, Karis one checked him, you know, and said, you know, hey, I'm not gonna come at you the wrong way, but LO he did it real nice. He said, because those guys didn't make no money, he goes, he goes, This this art form that we love and the world loves came from uh, out of heart. These guys didn't know that there was one day the uh, people gonna be making millions of dollars off this. We you know, we just wanted hip hop to be. Remember, when we were kids. You know, we didn't know this was gonna last. We just thought this was something we liked and whatnot. Dude, and hip. and check us out. And the whole thing I remember back in the days when people saw a lot of black people were like, oh, hip hop is ours. Yo, know, most black people didn't even like hip hop back in the days. Remember that? There was still sure. kids, sure. Remember you remember that? Y'all remember that, right? they hated that shit man they hate they said man that's ignorant garbage it's not real music and whatnot people forget about that so when people get up here now and wonder why hip-hop is not getting the respect y'all didn't give it the respect you know back in the days
2: right.
3: you know don't blame white folks don't blame everybody else y'all didn't respect the uh, the art form back then y'all didn't buy the uh, uh y'all were basically and i'm guilty, guilty too instead of going out there taking our burger king money and buying an album or tape back in it we sitting there taping it from each other, you know, off the radio, you know? We didn't support it like we should have supported it, you know what I'm saying? Right. You yeah, know, we should have been like those white them. kids. I remember
1: taping the concert, and DMC concert when they came out with the Peter Piper and my games. It was on the the kids They had the whole concert. They used to do things like that. We have our cassette tape, but we go to school, play it in our box. Yeah, mm-hmm. so and call the box. Yeah. Yeah, like, the, the, the,
0: cool,
3: the <laughs> you know, an Mhm. And then you know, you know what the difference is on the West Coast, right? The hip hop on the West Coast, the rap of was marketed to white suburbia who were buying records and, went, and that's why they, they had, that's where all the money was, right? Because we weren't really buying. Only really ones that sold on the East Coast was Run DMC, you had the Fat Boys, you had Big Daddy Kane, LLQJ. Yeah, you know, and then on the West Coast, right, they were selling millions of records, man, like easily, right? But their audience, were, the people who were buying this stuff, were white kids buying their stuff in the record stores, right? We were still taping off the radio. You know, we were taking all the We didn't know this was gonna be big and uh, you know, treasure oh, like that. Yeah.
1: This guy these guys were planting yeah.
0: guy, guy out of his game,
1: Yeah. These guys, right? The One thing they did for their orders out there that I see that and I have to say this because look at where they are and, and the money. How, how they were making their money and how they were getting the, a lot of awards. Like, these dudes are always important. Where it is, you know, we had our parents, ones and we babies, so big daddy You know, regular artists, like, well, you watching these award shows, and you're like, well, why did this artist win? Why did why did this artist win an award over that artist mostly out west? We had, you know, they played them on the radio all the time, not even knowing that they, they getting just for some. They're playing out in their area, the West Coast artists. See you know what I'm saying?
3: Right. They
1: support each other. They supported each other and that's why they're all you gotta remember, a lot of those big music companies and stuff is out west. A lot of that stuff is out west. Right? They were it was so easy for them to get their songs and movies, and soundtracks and stuff like that. They were in yeah. that area. But again, they supported each other the way artists support. You know, because you, you gotta remember, you come from a but so, uh I guess it's uh, uh, where it's like, you know the battle. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you right. gotta have skills, you know, the battle and the and right. like, you know what I mean, you gotta like you right. gotta stand out. Here's the thing. The California dude could go gold right like, in his own state in New York to he can't even do that. Right. That's right. Right, yeah, you, know, you know, so that's 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 what I mean by like you know the support that they have and, they have, and like i said like I, I go back to with the junkies i had to start supporting a lot of this new stuff because i said you know what if i'm a dj and i want to help break some of these new artists in, and mm-hmm. and i want them to their music i want to be the first one to break them in and say listen wta radio is playing all that new stuff yeah
3: they got all the new artists in every day with the good radio and every day. You're breaking these up. I want to be the first one yeah, um, to do that. Yeah, I support that 100%, brother. Right. I have to start, you know, changing my ways of, of thinking as a DJ. Right. And as a producer. Right. You know, I had to start saying, like, listen, you know what? I think that, you
1: know, I need to stifle myself with how I'm coming as these young
3: Yeah. Because it obviously it's not going anywhere, you know, it's obviously not going anywhere. So you might as well get in on it so we can basically uh, get a piece of it, you know, and, and and therefore connect that with the old school so we can end up preserving, you know, the culture, link it together. I'm not, I'm not I mean, this it,
1: it, because smart, man, you know, I don't think, I don't think lyrically they can with a lot of, you know, people from the past, but, um,
3: and not completely hustle they got to the back. And kids and these kids want to hear stuff that they and all that. You got the kids are, nowadays, right? You know, and I listen to them, I listen to them speak whatnot, <coughs> and one that I talk to them. The white kids and the black kids are listening to the same. Music. It's not like we back in the days where we were, we were introducing this culture to the uh the black kids had we had the task with introducing hip hop to the uh the white kids. The black kids are growing up in the suburbs too, you know. That guy Trippy Red, that rapper Trippy Red, MC, or the rapper Trippy Red. He's a of so You see, I see, uh, even Plies, right? These guys were all freaking nerds in high school and that, but, but, but people don't care, you know. If they like Plies or Trippy Red, you know, you look at Trippy Red. He got a YouTube like six hundred million views on his videos, you know, six hundred million views on the video. You know, he didn't have the life. He didn't come up from in the inner city. He came from a white, uh, mixed race suburban family, but that's what sells. Dude. That's what. The kids are listening to, you know, the black kids and the white kids. They're not, you know, and you know, we 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 a lot of times we want to put our experiences on them. You know, we grew up, we all grew up in the inner city. You know, that's who we were and everything. But these kids grow up in the suburbs. They're growing up around different cultures, different races, and everything. And they all listen to the same music, you know. And so, you know, I I I gotta respect that. I gotta be like, okay, that's that was my time period. I did this one kid. I did go up to him right one day. I said yo, man. Uh, check this out, man. Pull your piece out, right? And I put on DOS effects uh Mike Checker, the remix. you know, that's just is fire, right? And so he was like, All right, this is good, and everything like that. I said, All right, you like that, right? It's bad, right? It's like I said, what do you think about it? yeah? But he goes, I still like our music better, you know. I said, I hear you, man. But you 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 see, that's what I grew up with, you know. I was with, you know. And so think
1: about it. Now we all know that. Yeah. Belly Bells and Fairmaster Flashes, you know, we all know those groups was dope back in the days for us, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like, okay, well, I like listening to that stuff because I did hear a lot of that stuff. But I also like the 90s artists, too, that was our era, right? So, here, yeah, so for what you're saying, like with that that kid saying what he's saying, but I still like our music better, yeah. Yeah, it's and the era. Like because all radio stations are programmed to play that stuff. Yeah. And the music like that. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why you need radio stations like, you know, the little radio and different places like that that will still play the type of music that we came up off. Yeah. Instead of playing because you still need that. And, and, and each, and you think about it,
2: everybody still gets loved the same way at that point. Yeah. So think about it. Those artists now. I need to play some of these stuff soon. Because it's going to be the the, 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 the top stuff that's going to be the new old school. Yeah. Remember, uh, Cashwood said
1: it? 50 years down the line, what did he say? It will be be the old school artist? Mm hmm. It's the same exact thing. Okay, think about it. You look at people like Liz Khalifa. Yeah. Nicki Minaj and all that. Those artists right now, for so these new artists, you know, they're, they're still relevant. But they're old heads. They're old
3: heads. They're old heads. Right. They're old heads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody becomes an old head. It, 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 Lil you know, Wayne's an old head right, old head. right now. Everybody
1: becomes an old head. So it's all how you stay relevant. And what you do, right? You're not going to hear Jay Z or Buck Rhymes talk about being on the corner.
3: I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. and that's another thing we'll talk about too. Is like uh, uh, when you're like rappers approaching fifty, right? And uh, uh, yeah, Young Jeezy. Now he's out there. He's sitting down with Joe Biden. He's going to. Uh, he's married to that girl. Uh, what's her name? Uh, that Asian girl. You know, that, that cute Asian girl that was uh, that was on the uh, the the real the show the real. And everything he got a baby and everything like that, and he's in what high society now and whatnot, you know. But his college, his son's graduated from college and whatnot. He was in the gated community and everything, right? But he still feels compelled to come out with, you know, uh, going back to his days like Jay's, I mean, uh, 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 um, Jeezy, come on, you know, Yo, you're hitting 50, man. You know, you gotta talk about stuff that's relevant, yeah. He still want to be.
1: Yeah. So that is true. That's true. They start they you know, it's like almost like they put you you have an expiration date. Um, you know. But people started
3: getting small and they started making these little stations like Furies and all that about the bells and oh, yeah, yeah. Uh and, uh uh, uh the, the state, drink this uh, uh what's that other one that they do that uh that Kanye cut up on with uh Nori, you know, and uh yeah. Drink champs, drink champs, right?
1: Been
3: left up. Right, 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 right. But a uh, manorial was scared, man. He's like, yo, I, I had nothing he to do. Sponsors, yeah, it's more the it's about the money. Nori's like, yo, man, I got bills to pay, you know. So Did he, too, you blame him? yeah, I can't blame him, man. because he looked really scared, man. He was, yo. He was like, yo, I think you're supposed to be super thug, remember that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kanye don't yeah. Give a, Kanye don't give a fuck. Man. Kanye was going off yeah. or whatnot, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. And and, that, and that's what I see nowadays, right? Uh, the culture is not even about the music hardly anymore. It's about like Fifty. You know, he does these interviews, right, where he says this, he says that. You know, I thought, you know, you know, Wendy Williams a couple of years uh, about a decade ago, right? Uh, Fifty tried to make an album. I was like, she goes, Fifty. I think we moved on, whatever, like that. You know, but you can't get rid of Fifty. You know, he just keeps evolving, right? He comes. He got his power thing. He got his this, right? He'll put out, a, he got a so, huge social media presence. He'll say something, right? And everybody's like, it, you, and you can't ignore him, right? It's like, what the hell Fifty he say? Then, lately, he went on that beef with his son. Everybody starts talking about that. 50 knows he does a lot of stuff like that. 50 hosted, uh, uh, what's a Drew Barrymore show, right? And he's up there with something stuff like that. He's always in the public image, right? You can't get rid of him, right? And he's like, wait a minute. 50, you're supposed to be a rapper, right? But you're doing anything but rapping, He's making money just doing interviews, do, trolling people, and doing stuff like that, you know, staying relevant. Basically, yeah, what you're saying, Stay
1: relevant. I mean, it's like this. Yeah, you know, you have age and rap, but so what else do you want to do? You know what I'm saying? So, he took it to that level, because, you know, think about it, he was he is a good actor. Yeah, he is. You know what I'm saying? He's a great writer. Yeah. So, why not put it to that kid, you built the right guy up, man. That guy right there, man. Y'all love what he did to the
3: game because back, he, he came in, he had a plan. Man. Mm-hmm. And, this guy, he, and people he, underestimate he, him, man. That guy he, is brilliant. He, he, this guy, the chess moves he makes in the game. You man. see it. Yeah, Chris, y'all y'all see it, right? This guy is making yeah. chess moves. Just when you thought 50 out, yeah, moves, you know? Man. And I don't know how Fat Joe thought he was going to deal with 50. Fat, He's just 10 times smarter than Fat Joe. You know, Fat Joe's all right and everything, but Fifty played him like, you know, you know. And then he, and you know what else too? People don't realize this. Uh, when when it seemed like Fifty was getting <coughs> cornered by Fat Joe and uh, Jada Kiss, remember they wrote a song, "I Got a Hundred Guns, a I'm from New York. Remember that, right? It looked like Fifty was over, man. You got all these New York artists ganging up with that, and then Fifty was like, "Yo, man, I'm not worried about Fat Joe and them because I just went to Ni- I pivoted. I went to Nigeria." I sold out a concert hundred fifty thousand people you know and then and then when before fat joe could respond to that we said fat joe didn't even go in, in, in the club i didn't even know this didn't even sell 300 000 copies didn't even go for gold i was like damn i didn't even know that 50 started putting out stats and stuff like that so people started looking at stats and everything and i'm like damn 50 and then right before uh ja rule and all of them could uh, respond right you know what 50 did? He pivoted towards a, a fake beef with Kanye. Remember that? You know, he was on the cover with Kanye, right? Kanye was up and coming. Now, why 50 said, right, when well, he got serious beef with all these dudes, they'll talk about Kanye because Kanye was hot at the time. He wanted to say... Yeah, but 50 didn't care about that, though. 50 knew that, okay, now I'm on the level with Kanye, you know, and people forgot, completely forgot about ja rule and all them other people that was smart he used kanye he knew kanye was a better artist whatever like that right he knew it you know but he knew the fact that the people we talked about that for a few next few months right and they forgot about fat joe and all these other people right and they're like uh pat joe and like, 50 remember us you know remember <laughs> Yo, so, i like that they did though
1: um, I-, I like that they made a with each other
3: they did because
1: Image Ja Wu would do it, believe it or
3: not, because I'm gonna keep the real, man. You know, this, this, you can't take away what Ja Ru did. Is, had he,
1: was he was
3: a good was, artist. Right. So imagine him two, imagine 50 doing a concert, and then he brings Ja out on stage. Just like uh, just like um uh cannabis brought
1: out Cool
2: J. Right, you That's know.
3: a lot of money in the game. Like you said, um these guys could have been going on tour together, the man. These guys these would have been ill tours, you understand yeah. like when we get robbed of that from these stupid little beefs. Yeah it's stupid stuff beefs that make you know cats you know off at each other man. It's like <laughs> they're turning into a violent
1: entertainment
3: let's let's talk about let's let's talk about that right now sometimes back in the days you know rappers some things get hot now rappers uh, nowadays are getting into it just a beat. You saw that soldier Boy with the young Dolph situation. Soldier Boy is basically saying, yo, man, you know, he dissed my Lamborghini. Stupid stuff like that, you know. And they're basically going back and forth on internet, you know, putting out videos and he dissed me. Yo, I got the ops looking for him and all this kind of stuff like this, you know. All this kind of nonsense. It's not even about the music anymore. Before a competition, I music and style and everything, you know? Now it's just beef, you know? And and the thing
1: is, we gotta take a little bit of that blame, man. Because, you know, in in, in the 80s and 90s, you know, things was a certain type of way in the streets. Mm -hmm. And and, and with the music, you know? And a lot of of the gangster rappers put out there and you know, these kids, they heard it as kids, man, and what they grew up to be.
3: Yeah. I mean,
1: <laughs>
3: let me ask you both let me ask you both a question, Chris. So now I say like this, you know you got young thug on trial, right? But but get this though. Why is it that uh uh, uh a liar cohen and three sundry records and all these other people, how come they're not uh, as a, they say the music, uh the beef, the music and everything, lyrics and everything caused violence and everything because people acting on it and stuff like this. But the record companies were distributing this stuff. How come they're not even held civ- civilly liable for other... Well, it, 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 Leo Cohen? Leo Cohen, you know? Well, think about it. You know, look at what Kanye was talking about, right? Look at the industry. Yeah. You know, the
1: industry sells off of beef. They make money off of beef, violence, and all. My thing is this. You're
3: going some of that money to some of these dead artists families. Right.
1: you all profiting
3: That's what James yeah. Dash was saying.
1: Like, you know, this is it, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying is listen it ain't a black day, a white day, a Jewish thing, whatever it may be. It's a of sense thing. Well, I'm gonna tell you one thing, to your question you said that um that you asked that why these black companies aren't held live and stuff like that. Well one thing that I know is and, I, you know, sure enough, I know, I think you noticed this too, a lot of people that
2: have labels and have labels that you, and people in the music business that you hear are like big time, um, people behind the scenes. In the movie. These people, what <laughs> you don't know, what you don't know about them, is they're lawyers. Yeah. these people are lawyers. A lot of these people that own these labels are lawyers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And,
1: and they, feel, they know how to manipulate the law. They know how to manipulate that and then put that on paper. That's
3: right. Saying that we have That's nothing cool. to do with, they probably got them, you're right, you probably got themselves coverage Yeah, if anything happens with you, we don't have this, you know. They got a life insurance policy on the
2: artist.
3: Yeah, uh, <laughs> They get paid out when, they die, when an artist die, gets killed or dies. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a lot,
1: it's a lot.
3: All right, all right. Well, we're about to wrap it up here, brothers. Thanks for coming up. But I want you guys to give both of you guys to give a, a closing statement about show butter and anything you want to do about, about your life and everything. I'm gonna give you the time to say what about uh what, what you're doing and uh uh how to get in touch with you, how to uh uh, uh what's the show butter mission, everything like that. So showing enough you go first, you know. Well, I mean, you know, show butters. Facebook group page, Show Brothers Experience,
1: you know, on every Saturday, uh, on the field radio, um, I mean, this, this is what we do there, we, we do it, you know, not only just for the culture, we do it because we love what we do, you know what I mean, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, DJing or whatever, you mean, or even doing it, as a matter of fact, about 30 minutes, I'm going to let y'all, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give, I'm going to give this to uh, see Butter I say this. 30 minutes, man. I want y'all to go check that. uh, Make it entertainment through Real Original Productions 2022 Part 1. The Matrop 2022 Underground House EP. Yes, I'm dropping a house PEP. Wow. kid. 2323, February
3: 3rd, 23. So it's 2323. It drops at 12 midnight. No doubt. Right. No doubt. Original House joint you know you gotta have, a you have my boy Frank Ski on there. Frank
1: Ski, Frank Ski, Frank Ski. Yeah, uh,
3: uh, uh, hey, there's some hoes in this house. There's some hoes in this house. No, 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 that's no, my no, shit right there. I took this Baltimore club, club, club mix. My, my, my style of music. that I call this pastel house? I call
1: it gangster house. Like you got gangster rap. Well, this is mm-hmm. gangster
3: house. Mhm. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay.
3: You got hooked to some of that Frank ski in there. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. <laughs> yeah. Well that's that now that's just
1: part one. I got a part two coming also. But yeah, that's dropping at uh, twelve
3: midnight, man. You know, it's crazy, it's crazy that you got us on the show today because today is, you know, it's day. tomorrow it'll be two three two three. Right, you know, right, right. 23-23, So you know, I'm trying to put it, you know it's not, uh it's 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 twenty four hours. Well, no, it drops 12th uh, at night tonight. No, tomorrow night takes the second. The third is tomorrow night. Yeah, it's all right. Today's the first. 24 hours, right. About hours. Wow. He's amped, bro. He's amped for his stuff <laughs> to drop, man. All right, Chris. <laughs> yo, see, C- butter go ahead, man. What we'll, we'll say? Uh, tell us about yourself or tell you what you got going on and stuff like that, you know? You know? Uh, um, listen, we just doing this show for this thing right now, man. Trying to bring it back to that era, like, that New York circa 80s, 90s Bentleys era. Yeah. Uh, but lately we've been taking it to the hip hop. we've been taking it to like the Stretch and Bob Peter era, you know what I'm saying? Like, underground stuff a lot I played last week I played some new underground stuff from the old school artists you know and stuff like that you were ripping yo know. you were ripping it bro <laughs> You were, t- <laughs> yo yo man I had this big ass smile on my face like yo what's this guy country music in there and everything like that there's only a couple of black people in there a couple of black guys and black people that work there but it was mostly a white crowd and everything like that so <laughs> everybody's like what's popping his head too you know I was going, yo. I was like, yo, like, yeah, yo. like, you know how I do, yo. I took my head up and down when I was like this. And I had this big ass, goofy ass smile on my face and whatnot. I thought I was retarded. You know, I was like, I was like, I was like, I kept rubbing my ear and make people let people see that I got my ear pods on, you know. Yeah, I'm listening to something, that. you know. You know what it is, got that you know what
2: I'm
1: saying?
3: Y'all mm-hmm. it, like you know, really <laughs> <laughs> was like, man, y'all carrying it up, man. You know, y'all, yeah, y'all make me proud, man. Like I said, y'all brought DJing the real, the DJing that you know that you back in the days, man. That's the type of DJ that you know that DJ. Man, uh, I, I wish all the DJs that good like that. Would Blow Up and everything like that. I want to see you guys become the next kid Capri's and, you know, Funkmaster Flexes and whatnot and, you know, and, and be appreciated, whatever road you take, whether it's doing the new artists and everything, I got confidence that you guys will make the, uh, do good music no matter what rep- path y'all take and everything, you know? And so, you know, you guys got a thing. I like your logo. I like the uh, uh, the stuff y'all got up there with, with flashes, you know, show button experience and everything. Yo, you guys yeah, at the logo, dude. Y'all, yeah, yeah. A. K. Saint. that's right. Yeah. yeah, that's the art man, that's the art man right there. He's the art department. Okay, yeah, I'm yeah. glad because i glad you cleared that up because I thought y'all did that, man. I was like, not only that, <laughs> they could also do art. <laughs> I thought y'all did that, man. I was like, damn, you know, that's the brother. He's that Saint for Instagram. right. That's St. Highlights on Instagram, St. Highlights on Instagram, highlights. you know, check them out folks. We spread, that's how we spread. We support each other and spread the love and the message. And I appreciate the shout out y'all gave me on Saturday, you know? Okay. All right. All right. Right. Hold the bill radio family. Man. We all got to get together. Hopefully, hopefully we can make that happen this year where we all meet up at a place and want to have a DeVille radio party, you know, you know, yeah, and stuff like that. We, we were going to plan it, but that COVID stuff messed it up, you know. We need to the plan of DeVille, a DeVille cruise. A girl cruise, yep, radio cruise, man, yep. Everybody do that show right there from the cruise ship. That's right. Yo, yo, that's right. That's a, that'll be the shit. That's the dream, man. All right, brothers, Well, I'll be finished. I got one more segment, man. I got some news and information, but thanks for coming on. We'll see you Saturday. Remember Saturday night, Saturday afternoon, folks. Four PM prime time, Deville Radio. Keep it locked. Go go to your TuneIn app, your Spotify, wherever you got to get it right. Deville Radio or Gangsterville Radio app on on uh, on TuneIn. You know, just
2: or go to the website. Or go to the website.
3: DevilleRadio.com. De, DeVille go to www.DevilleRadio.com. You know the app is coming out for deville radio the new app is coming out for the real radio soon you know so uh we want to grow this and uh, you know like i said you got me with the news and the commentary and the culture critics and everything you got c butter you got jay Chris. you got all these other people dj Stanham. you got a new art new uh, uh a show that started with this female i don't i forgot the name of it but they're starting one that so deville radio is where you want to be at folks you know this is the family right the largest black urban hip hop radio online radio platform in the world you know, you know so so we uh, we get you heard you know so, so anyway good night brothers i'll talk to y'all later much love okay peace brother. all right those are my brothers man bill radios finest you know dj show uh show nuff c butter you know if you don't know now you know no if you don't know, now you know, no <laughs> <But>, uh But, <coughs> folks, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm, ha- I'm happy and I'm having a good time here tonight. You know, the DeVille Radio family is growing. You know, I'm the chief host of the Voice of the Call Nation radio show. I'm proud to be here. This is my third year, you know, and I'm going to rock this year out. I'm going to do much better stuff. I got some more comedy skits I'm going to do and whatnot. I'm really funny, man, you know? If I ever get the time where I can do, start doing get video equipment and stuff like that, start doing some of these comedy skits, you know, I am really talented. I know people are going to bite my shit and whatnot, but I'm original. I think of stuff in my head and whatnot. That would be funny if I did this and I did this. Yeah, i do scenarios and everything like that, little skits and whatnot. I, I might knock into people and do comedy skits on the radio, you know, on, on, on uh, YouTube and everything. But, you know, okay, sometimes you try too hard. You got you to know the science, and I've mastered the science of sarcasm, you know, of, uh, how do I say it, sarcasm and uh, satire. When I do comedy skits, I'm making a, serious, a satirical and serious point, but I'm also basically uh, uh, trying to be humorous. I mean, let me put, put it like this. I had that backwards. I'm trying to be funny in comedy. But underneath it all this is a serious point I'm trying to make. And make no mistake, I'm dead serious about what I'm doing and I'm saying. You know, if I do a skit on uh, a politician or whatever like that or a social thing, I did the skit last week on uh, Passport Brothers and Big Shirley, you know, that was pretty funny. I played the Benny Hill music. (laughs) You ain't going nowhere, you know. The Passport Brothers is a serious issue right now. You know, there's a lot of controversy so this is like, well, wait a minute, why are you going over to the Philippines, DR, Columbia and everything like that, you know, and then, you know, uh, you know, in the wake of Kevin Samuels passing away and stuff, you know, and so, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. I like to loosen it up with some humor, but some uh, real, uh, uh, um, some uh, real, um, real social commentary, you know, you know, it's a real social commentary. You know, so we're going to basically keep rocking, you know, you know,
4: I'm wearing like a rebel in 85, cops trying to catch me, cause all of them said I beat up these other men, fool, bigger than me, what's because i black and they were W-H-I-T-E. Here I was walking down the block. I see these stupid with Rikers standing by the break of They seen it was me, so to make yourself feel bigger. When got bad full pointed and call me a nigger. I stuck my finger up. I said his mother and kept stepping. His friend told his other friend and corky, let's get him. I looked till my back till my surprise went out of chain in his hand and the devil in his eye. I said, I'm in trouble, let me think real quick. I looked down on the ground and got this big fat brick. With no time to waste, I put the brick on my hand and hit the bike. I took the chain, fell out of his Saying then. His friend Friday said, Corky, are you alright? But what he didn't know was he was in for a fight. The right hit his jaw. He fell on the floor. The kid I hit with the ripper force said, Don't hit him anymore. I put my brick down, left him on the ground. Everything was cool till the cops came around. They said, You're under arrest for assault, two and three. I laughed at the cop I said, Explain this to me. He said, They hit the man with the brick, I punched another in the jaw and left it seem like nothing happened Then then called the law. I laughed in his face. I said this don't make sense. It was two against my black ass. This makes us up a fence. He tried to grab me, so I pushed him on the floor and ran my black ass home and locked the living room door. I did with any black kid would have did, but just a cop was up Suffolk County, I'm known as a fugitive. Fugitive. Out the fugitive, the cop County, I'm known as a fugitive go to school. I couldn't be late if I missed another day this can't said I wouldn't graduate. I didn't go a lot. That didn't mean I didn't care. I had to come to school more often to try again next year. Fuck that. I went to school and I tried, you know, to hide from the cops to June of 85. I get my diploma and things will be straight. By that, my graduation cops came and tried to put me on the gate. I ran though with a diploma that I owned. A cops chasing me all the way till I got home. I got away again. Why? You know what I did? I ran my black ass home into them I'm still a fugitive fugitive. I'm still a fugitive circle county. I'm still a fugitive fugitive. I went me running from the cops, my mom looked at my dad, my dad said son this has got to stop, dad gave my money, she said son this is for you. I went to Garden City to go get me a lawyer, I went to jail, Monday I was in jail, to Friday when you're black and you're in trouble man does your lawyer get paid, then my mom still the judge, my son took a child, then he laughed at my mother and said they take us to trial, I told my mom and dad I felt within, If we took Suffolk County to court a trial, I know I wouldn't win, so without a doubt, like any black kid in Suffolk County, K.S.O.L.O. had had to cop out for 16 months in Riverhead. Instead of fighting and rolling I wrote my records instead. Commissariat was boys. inmates owe me COs to beat me up with shakedowns. But now the suckers know me, and I laugh at the cops who arrest me for what I did. Because I walked in no longer, am I a fugitive. I was a fugitive, coming to Suffolk County, and knowing how I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't, I was, I was, I was, I was, to was, I was, I
3: K Solo, Fugitive, Shreela on Deville Radio. Kayla Nation bringing you the news you
0: don't want to hear, but love.
3: That's right, folks. The news you don't want to hear, but you love it anyway. Hello, folks. I'm the college Genesis, chief host of the Voice of the Colin Nation radio show, broadcasting on Deville Radio throughout the world. I'm proud to be here and we are going to rock this party out let's see if i can find some headlines you know i'm on my third uh college college genesis uh uh page on youtube and everything you know got hacked money stolen from me in the first one you know some clown let me tell you some folks if you haven't noticed there are people online foreigners indians nigerians whoever that are coming to you saying that they're gonna give you one five hundred dollars, right? To get your five hundred dollars, they tell you gotta give them fifty dollars, right? And then when they you give them fifty dollars, they say, oh, you need a hundred dollars to process it, right? Then you then they, then they say they get you this thing. They say, okay, to us for giving money, you have to do a two way authentication on your Facebook page, right? Before you do that, right, what they do is they get you to say, you know, you say your money's going to come in like 10 minutes, right? I just need you to do this. You get on there and you do a videotape recording yourself saying, yeah, I just got my money. It works and everything like that, right? And then what they do is they, they keep that. They get a copy of your uh, your driver's license. I don't know how I was played right there. And I, was, I feel like a freaking fool, right? And... Then they basically, uh, you say, I'm not giving you no money. They say what they do is they take, uh, they authenticate your page, your YouTube page, right? Take the original uh, 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 email address out, so you have no, they lock you out of your own, uh, your own Facebook page, right? And they begin using your Facebook page to solicit all your friends, use your face, your ID, everything to get them. And I had three people that people thought it was me, you know, solicit them, right? And how I found out about it was my boy Shabazz, out of Colorado, right. And I knew this brother for years, right. He's a younger brother than me. He's 45, right. i got 10 years a singer. But it's a funny thing. People in their 40s, I feel like I'm that same. I'm getting old. So anyway, uh I said, man, I got your address, right? Because what they do to they give you an address. You tricked me on that. I thought I was talking to my boy Shabazz. I knew his name, and I heard Shabazz on many videos. I'm talking before. I said, his voice didn't sound right, man. He sounded like a foreigner. it's not like a Nigerian or something like that, right? And so finally, what happened was Shabazz put up a new page saying, look, my old page got hacked. I said, "Not I called him. I said, yo, that wasn't you?
4: He said, no, that wasn't me, man. The guy's got me for 300 I was like, I got me for 500 He took my page, my
3: Facebook page, right? I felt like a fool because he did the same thing to me. he get you up there saying, I just made this money. This is a great opportunity. <laughs> Shabazz, I mean, I feel like a complete fool, man. I said, Negro, I was about to go out to uh, fly out to Colorado, go to your house and fuck you up. <laughs> I thought it was you. He said, Nah, that ain't me, man. Come on. I said, I didn't think that you would do something like this, right? He says, I am Shabazz, whatever, like that. He kept showing me a license and everything like that. Why would I have a license and everything? So they do it that and everything. And then my boy Seabutter, Chris, the dude tried to do it to him, say, Yo, I'm color He said, Yo, i know kyle all my life you're not him i know what's going on no i'm kyle basically almost threatening crypto. you better give up the money blah 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 blah, blah. they're they just raping people money but now in other uh, areas i found out they're getting people for as much as fifteen hundred dollars people thinking they run twenty thousand dollars and just basically put fifteen hundred dollars down to get your money on that and so they're targeting mostly black people white people too everybody but it's a lot of black people you know that we we don't know cryptocurrency and stuff like that so we think Everything's, oh man, I'm going to make all this money and stuff like that. You know, nothing's free in this world. If it sounds too good to be true, uh it is, it, it is, you know, it is not true. So basically I got greedy. I wanted a quick $500, you know, you know, I would get back the $50 for the $500 and all stuff like that. I just had to pay for a price. I said, man, this is, I'm scared. I'm not going to do this. Next thing you know, I was kicked out of my Facebook page and, and and uh, that facebook page which i had for 10 years 12 years was gone but luckily, i had my backup jimmy zion page i told everybody don't do that it's not me or whatever like that you know and people like kyle are you scamming now and whatnot but it's not me you know a lot of thank god a lot of people know me say that's not kyle kyle never asked nobody for money or stuff like that it's a scam somebody got his page so that that went that went down like that right so uh, a month ago my jimmy zion page for some reason. I don't know, but I'm putting some some, some, some some stuff that offends people on there and everything. I went to go get on the page one day, right, and it says, uh, you have a community violation. I didn't post something in two days. And so they showed me what I posted. I said, I didn't post that. And it said, if you disagree with this, click this button right here. I'm like a fool, click the damn button. And I gave them my information, my phone number, and everything. And they hacked into my account, right, and blocked me out of my account. So I had no access to my Jimmy Zion page. So I was almost done with Facebook. And then something said, uh, why don't you, after about two weeks, I said, let me try to make another College Genesis page, right? Whatever happened with that College Genesis page must have got destroyed. Because when I went to go make this College Genesis page, right, it let me do it. It wasn't taken. So I'm starting off all new. I got almost 300 friends now. I had a few thousand on the original College Genesis page, but hey, I'll start with 250. I don't care. As long as I can get my message out there and stuff like that, you know, everybody knows where to look at collar on Facebook. You know, I don't do Twitter. You know, I got rid of Twitter uh, a year ago. I said it's not for me. I don't really use Instagram. I have my own social network site, which is basically about Pan Africanism, everything. But if you're not a Pan African, you can still join. It's the uh, you download the app and then sign up for an account. It's the B A I O Global Pipeline. That's just a pan-African group and everything like that. We talk about uh, uh, pan-African politics, black nationalist politics and stuff like that. You know, if you want to get on there, if you're in there, whatever you're into, you want to create a group or network of people, you're more than welcome. We welcome everybody in there. You know, it's a clean page, no cursing, no no obscene stuff, no pornography, no provocative stuff and everything. It's just basically about culture and everything. If you want to do hip hop culture. You're more than welcome to join it and create a hip-hop group, whatever. You're more than welcome to it and everything like that to join our social network and just network with people on different levels and everything. All we ask is, are you black or black African descent? Are you Are black African descent? Are you black people you're black? You could join. It's not racism like that, but it's just for us, you know? It's just for us, just us basically being a community again. So we have a lot of people from all over the African continent, people from the Caribbean, people from the U.K. and everything like that celebrating black music, culture, politics, and social topics and everything like that. So if you want to join the BAO social network, it's right there. Just download the app on your app store or your Play Store. You're more than welcome, and you're welcome to come in, okay? But including tonight, man, I want to basically talk about some headlines, you know? This is Black History Month, right? And this month, I'm going to be doing a lot of black history starting next show. Uh, The importance of black history, the importance of basically being proud of the inventions and stuff like that, you know, even hip hop, you know, DJ and stuff like that. That's part of our whole heritage and our history and everything, our contribution to the world. We've contributed, you know, through science, music, art, education, you know, inventions and stuff like that. So uh, being proud of what we are and what our people accomplish is very, very important, you know, um, you know, you know, uh, and, uh, and this, somebody broke Eldridge, what is it Larry from Three's Company was a broke son. I don't put that, but he, had, he got girls, though, but he got girls, though, <laughs> you know, yeah, Larry got girls, though, how's that, you know, they don't make shows like that anymore, you know, Larry and Jack were always about trying to get laid, trying to get women whatnot. You think they're going to put that down there now? No, you know. know, You're not going to basically put that down there now because you're going out there liking women and trying to get with women and loving beautiful women or whatever. That's a no-no nowadays, you know. You can't do that. You can't do that, you know. You know, you can't do that. Uh, you got, uh, for Black History Month, they're bringing out, uh, uh Wakanda Forever and, uh, uh, to, uh, do DVDs and stuff like that now, which is good, you know, which is good. And people say, well, Kyle, you didn't like the movie? Uh, I like the movie a little bit and everything, yeah, but, you know, I guess, you know, and now that yeah, I'm thinking about it, you know, let the women have something, you know, I am the queen, you know, and that's not what the original Black Panther was all about. It was King, Challah, his father, and there a, uh a paternity, you know, kings and everything. Now it's a queen because we got to give the sisters some shine, you know. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like hip hop, you know? You know, what I'll do, I want to do a show where I'm talking about female rappers, you know? When hip hop came out, right, I'm trying to think of who's the first female rapper out there that I remember. First female rapper I remember, it could be somebody before that, right? There were some MCs that used to tear it up, right? The first one that I believe that got famous, I believe, was uh, Roxanne Shantay, you know, when she went at UTFO. First, a lot of brothers was like, yo, man, who is this girl talking? Because hip hop was just men talking. their crass stuff about women and everything like that. And so it was a man thing, you know? And so when she came out, a lot of dudes, including myself, was kind of like, who is this girl talking this crass stuff and everything? And then we had MC Light, and we had Queen Latifah. you know, you know, we had Lady of Rage, you know, we had uh Salt and Pepper and these female artists doing their thing. They had JJ Fad. And you know, we started warming up to the idea of female rappers and female MCs and stuff like that, you know. And uh, I like to see some of these women, you know, get the respect and honor that they deserve in the the, the music that they helped build and create and expand and everything like that so it's all love you know you know room for females and then rappers uh white rappers people ask me Kyle what do you think about Eminem I love Eminem you know in fact I'm gonna do a, a show too about the white boys the white people or you know white chocolate uh hip-hop and everything and I, I do believe when I first heard Eminem, I first thought he was black, you know. And it was a real MC. It was the first white real MC I ever heard, you know. I never thought a white person would grasp the the the, the MC in and you know how it's supposed to be done, you know, the rhythm, the beats, and everything. If you listen to Eminem, it's a little bit of Coogee rap, you know, hello Coogee, you know, uh, a all different elements you see in Eminem's uh, delivery. Rob, even some rock, kept you know, KRS1. So, bottom line is this you know, I, I give respect. i thought that when Eminem came out, there would be more rap, white rappers that could rap on his level, but that didn't happen. Yeah, Paul Wall, but that was more like a southern sort of thing, you know. Uh, you had uh, uh MC Search and Pete Nice, they were all right, they were good, you know. We, we, we accepted them and everything. Well, who he didn't accept really was Vanilla Ice. Even though everybody knows you all like that, uh, the Ice Ice Baby beat. You all like that shit, Ice Ice Baby. You know, you get brothers in the corner, Ice Ice Baby. You, uh, yeah, uh, you're, you're you're grooving to it, you know. And then when somebody comes around, oh, I hate this Vanilla Ice, but you know you like that Vanilla Ice, you know that that Ice Ice Baby stuff, you know. Uh. And then now you got this rapper, Machine Gun Kelly. And uh, now it's not, uh, you got white rappers doing their own thing, doing with their own genre. It's not hard. You got rappers in uh, Korea now, you know, K-pop rappers, you know, who are MC and stuff like that, you know. And then it walked off until you got Chinese rappers, you got Chinese drill rappers and everything like that but i'm saying that the original style of rap and everything is 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 being alive in other cultures not necessarily in america for example uh if you want to see hip hop the way it was in the 90s like the rappers and the breakdancers and stuff like that and the dj and stuff like that you got to go overseas because nobody in america promotes like the real hip hop scene you know and and like i said i i i say that back in the 90s right they took hip-hop from the streets and brought it to the club you know the club and and the the, the uh, room 112 and the Lexus's, the uh the diablos the uh uh, the, uh findies the bentley's and the rolexes and the Gucci's and all the stuff like that the prada that replaced you know just uh two turntables and a microphone and people you know just emceeing the backdrop of your boogie down productions right all their videos were on the streets you know they're repeating the background everything like that right and then next thing you know if you want to do a rap video and you got getting out of a jet you know you hey, can't nobody told my pride if you ain't got a million dollars spent on a video you know it's not going to get played so therefore you know you know you say well hip-hop evolved I don't think that's evolved you know I think that's just basically it was co-opted it was co-opted to you know to for a mainstream audience and I really don't think hip-hop at that time in the 90s was ready for that that's why there was so much conflict there was so much backlash you know because let me give you an example right no one said anything when uh, Run DMC did uh, King of Rockets that i take airplane flights at Huge Heights. Or Run DMC said, I'm a sucker MC, and you're my fan. You know, and he's talking about, you know, you know, uh, something like that, because it was still relatable to the average person. Like, I can get a big house. I can go in an airplane and everything like that, you know. I can do champagne and everything, but it was still relevant to the streets. But but when hip-hop took this thing where, People were given unrealistic expectations. If you're not basically uh, 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 pouring champagne, taking a champagne bubble baths, and uh, doing all this stuff, then you weren't a real MC. If you didn't have money, uh, videos of you laying in piles of money with all these fine women around you all the time and everything. Because remember, when Rakim, when they, uh, 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 they don't sweat the technique. They had the guy, Rakim, with a bunch of women in bikinis and everything, you know, sitting by a pool, and people weren't feeling that. They didn't feel like that was a real Rakim anymore. And then a lot of rappers said, look, I can't do that. You know, I can't do that. That's not who I am. And those rappers were put to the side. Because Hot 97, VH1, BT and MTV, they said, Who's gonna basically do what we wanna have the image of rap? You know, who who, who, who it's now on the street? Tripod West did a good video. Oh my god, all the videos were done right there on Linden Avenue. And you, you basically got um satisfaction just watch these guys MC and putting the video together and stuff like that, you know, right there on the streets, you know, it's relatable. when hip-hop start going places doing videos in monaco and doing videos in dubai and doing videos in all these fancy places and everything we felt like we were out of place there's something wrong with us you know and so people like yo you want to get into the art man you know nobody they start calling you dusty start calling you uh, a mad rapper and all stuff like this so Folks, this has been a Voice of the Call Nation radio show. I'm the chief host of College Genesis. I will see you next week. Same college, uh, time, same college time.